Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 192, Rewrite to Discover How to Improve Your Drafts. I have rewritten, often several times, every word I have ever published. My pencils outlast their erasers. Vladimir Nabokov. We've already covered the power of writing to discover what we want to say. We can do that with free writing to discover our initial ideas, and we can do that in our journals or as a warm-up exercise when we first sit down to work. We can also use free writing to just bang out our initial draft. This is especially powerful if we're doing short-form work and we can block out time to just pour out the entire story or the entire article in one sitting. If we prefer, however, we can think, plan, plot, outline, and write after we've made some of those decisions in advance as to what belongs in the draft. We can sit down to write after that initial plotting and planning, and version one may emerge more smoothly, flowing from one idea to the next with logic and fluency. Your personality may feel more comfortable with one approach or the other. There's no right or wrong. The goal is to get that first draft out so you have material to work with. Once the draft is complete, the real work begins. It's time to refine that draft through rewriting, revision, and editing. As Ernest Hemingway said in A Movable Feast, the only kind of writing is rewriting. Editing is how we arrive at our finalized message, our finished work, because as freeing and freewheeling as we may be when writing the draft, the project needs this next discovery phase. We need to clarify our ideas and clean up our messes. We may need to tweak and tighten. On the other hand, if the curse of knowledge causes us to write too lean, we might need to elaborate on an idea that we've skipped over or ignored, or we may need to expand a section that needs clarity. To revise, we must begin with the same basic instructions a high school or college student receives in composition class. Know the topic, audience, and purpose of your piece. Read with those three things in mind to be sure you're staying on topic, providing appropriate content for that particular reader, and to achieve the intended purpose, such as to persuade, entertain, or inform. For example, you could cut paragraphs where you veered off topic and add information if your audience would need some background information. Author Mary Carr offers a less formal approach to editing and revising. She says, All the while I question, is this really crucial? Are you writing this part to pose as cool or smart? For me, the last 20% of a book's improvement takes 95% of the effort all in the editing. Stephen King, too, reads his drafts with certain questions in mind. In On Writing, he explains, Underneath, however, I'm asking myself the big questions. The biggest, is this story coherent? And if it is, what will turn coherence into a song? What are the recurring elements? Do they entwine and make a theme? What I want most of all is resonance, something that will linger for a little while in constant reader's mind and heart 
after he or she has closed the book and put it up on the shelf. You'll find various methods for rewriting and revising your drafts. Writers approach their works in all kinds of ways. Some can't move forward before they've refined the latest sections. Others free write and deal with the word vomit that's splattered onto the page by returning later and cleaning up the mess with next-level editing. Let's look at the first approach, which is to revise and refine along the way. In his book on writing, Stephen King says Kurt Vonnegut micromanaged his drafts so that his completed work each day was crisp and clean. Kurt Vonnegut rewrote each page of his novels until he got them exactly the way he wanted them. The result was days when he might only manage a page or two of finished copy, and the wastebasket would be full of crumpled, rejected page 71s and 72s. But when the manuscript was finished, the book was finished by gum. You could set it in type. Now, I don't want to criticize Vonnegut, and... People do take this approach, but I feel it slows down most writers and keeps them from fully formulating thoughts and ideas. Peter Elbow says, revising is only killing when you do it in a fruitless way. And an unfortunately common way, revising as you write and thus judging and correcting and trying to throw away every sentence while you are in the act of writing it or trying to fix a pinched and scrawny draft that you know with a sinking heart has nothing solid in it. Instead of revising and refining work while writing the first draft, I recommend writers set aside their editor hat and write like mad without worrying about finesse or jazziness. Get the whole thing down first. Tell the whole story at once. Then go back and fix it later. Now let's look at another approach, which is fast draft followed by revision. This alternative approach of the fast draft follows stages of development. The first, of course, is to pound out the first draft. Next, set it aside for a long stretch of time, especially if the project is long form. To gain objectivity, Stephen King says he waits six weeks to return to his novels and advises others to wait as well. During that distancing, you could keep projects in your writing pipeline. You could write some new drafts, you could research a book, you could proofread something you're about to send out, you could churn out short-form pieces. Six weeks later, when you pick up your manuscript again, read it like you've never seen it before. Read it all in one sitting if you can. You'll find it'll need some help because every draft needs help. Stephen King says only God gets it right the first time. And only a slob says, oh, well, let it go. That's what copy editors are for. So this attentive reading reveals the convoluted and confusing sections. And that's what you'll address next. Much of the time, you'll remove hunks and tighten sections. Other times, something won't make sense and will need clarification. So you'll actually expand. Make a note to revisit sections that need clarity. Muddled meaning is a plague among inexperienced writers and well within reach of some veterans, writes Susan Bell in the Artful Edit. If you cannot say clearly what you mean, you are not clear about your meaning. Clear thinking makes for clear writing. Analyze ideas. Do they make sense? Consider organization. Does it flow? Figure out pacing. Does it drag? 
rewrite to discover how to clarify those clunky sections so your ideas shine. Okay, a third approach to revising and rewriting to discover how to improve your drafts is to scrap it and completely rewrite it. Chris Brogan explains how he writes books in an episode of his Making the Brand podcast. He says he often scraps it entirely, even after he's written up to three or four chapters, the equivalent of, say, 100 pages. At that point, he is still unafraid to throw it away and start over. Brogan says, I'll start to reread it. I'll read the flow. I'll say to myself, well, can I imagine being the kind of business professional that would sit down and read this? And if I go, no, it's boring. It's garbage. It's something that feels like other people's stuff. I throw it away and I start again. You have to be willing and not afraid to delete stuff. Some people say, oh, just edit your way there. My place is just to destroy it and start again. By starting over, he often drops ideas and reorganizes the material, returning to his table of contents to revise the overall flow. While he describes his process of scrapping that first version entirely and starting from square one, I would say that if he sticks with the general subject matter, he's still going to have that first draft somewhere in his head. So I would say that in essence, he is to some extent Revising the previous ideas, the original ideas, even though the words of his draft have literally disappeared. So that reminds me of another story. Author and actor John Cleese wrote a script once for a television show he worked on, and he lost it. In a presentation you can find on YouTube, and I'll give you the link, he describes what happened. He says this, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I was pretty disappointed, but I sat down and I forced myself to rewrite it from memory, and it didn't take terribly long, and then I found the original. And fortunately, I was curious enough to compare the two, and what I discovered was the one I had rewritten from memory was noticeably better than the original that I had lost, and I realized that the explanation for this was that after I finished writing the original, my unconscious part of my mind, my unconscious, must have continued working on it even though I was not aware that it was happening, with the result that when I came to write it out again, it was better. Why else would it have been better? Particularly as I wrote it out the second time much faster. So I began to see that there was something going on that there was a part of my mind that was helping me be more creative. I've had clients and friends reach out in a panic after the computer locked while they were working on a manuscript and they hadn't saved the changes for hours so their draft or their revisions were completely lost because they had to reboot the machine. Most of the time, these discouraged, disheartened, disappointed writers were able to recreate their work from memory. Although they didn't have the original to compare with the reconstruction as John Cleese did, it's possible their unconscious mind continued to chew on the idea so that their second version was even better than the first. So this is another way to rewrite, to discover how to improve your drafts, whether you intentionally or unintentionally scrap it all and start over. In The Art of Memoir, Mary Carr writes, In the long run, the revision process feels better if you approach it with curiosity. Each editorial mark can't register as a mistake that threatens the spider ego. 
remind yourself that revising proves your care for the reader and of the nature of your ambition. So whether you're self-editing or reviewing notes from a professional editor, try to distance yourself emotionally and psychologically and see it as a reader would. Instead of feeling defensive, approach it with curiosity. How can this piece serve my reader? Why isn't this clear? Can I find a better way to package this? What's the best sequence and flow for the ideas or the plot? You know, the Writing Center of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill says on their website, writing is a process of discovery. And you don't always produce your best stuff when you first get started. So revision is a chance for you to look critically at what you have written to see if it's really worth saying, if it says what you wanted to say, and if a reader will understand what you're saying. So let go of your piece enough to let it have a life of its own and make the greatest impact possible. Instead of defending each line of your draft, write and rewrite to discover the best way to express your ideas, to package your poems, to tell your stories. Mary Carr says, have more curiosity about possible forms the work could take than sense of self-protection for your ego. She continues, writing, regardless of the end result, whether good or bad, published or not, well-reviewed or slammed, means celebrating beauty in an often ugly world. And you do that by fighting for elegance and beauty, redoing or cutting the flabby, disordered parts. Serve your readers, fight for elegance and beauty, write and rewrite to discover how to produce the best possible outcome for your next project. I'm Ann Croker, cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person. I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.